Welcome to another edition of the Bonds of Advertising. I'm still Craig McLeod, and hold on, Jake, you're. I'm still. I'm still John Douglas. You are indeed. I've been for quite some time. Well, you've got. You said that someone else with you. I have. I've got the National Director of Sales from Orange Business Services, Paul Tucker. Hey, boys. Great, to, great to have you with us. Thanks for joining the show. Mate. Thanks for the opportunity. Looking forward to the chat. Excellent. Lovely to, ha- lovely to have you on board. Very, very excited to have Tux on board. And it's going to be a little bit interesting today because we're going to talk technology, which has been an area we haven't really covered a whole lot of on JD, have we? So I'd be very, very keen to hear from Tux. Are you giggling, my boy, because of your level of understanding of technology or mine? Both. <laughs> yes, we are very much technology, what would we say, ignorant? No, I don't think we're ignorant. I think we are. Um, I, I think we are in all the uh, capabilities of technology. We just we just feel like it's that you know that ten percent of your brain that you never you only use ten percent of your brain. I feel a little bit like that with technology because every time <laughs> I seem to catch up, technology just takes another bloody quantum step into the yeah. future, and I'm just left kind of you know. Just <laughs> yes, mate. I hear you. I hear you on a on a daily basis. But anyway, we digress. Let's hear from Tux. I'm super interested, Tux, to hear from you on how the last eight months have been for you and, and sort of getting an understanding of, of, of how, as a business delivering software as, as a service, you've been able to sort of pivot and manage this sort of goings-on over the last eight months. Yeah, it's it's been interesting. I think the the advantage of being a technology company is we move to remote work pretty easily. Yeah, that's what we do. So yeah. you'd hope that that is how we managed and we got there pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, but the bigger challenge has been people leadership and making sure everyone's okay. Yeah, right. And then also the, the client engagement piece, that's been the bit, I mean, we talked about this earlier, as a salesman, you like speaking to people. Yeah, right. And when you can't do that in this sort of forum or in a room with people on a whiteboard, it, it's um, it's challenging and, and leading a team of people that like to do that as well and are pretty damn good at it um, makes it a challenge. You wrote an article, Tux, that I, that I read that, that really, uh, I guess, hit a call with me because it spoke a lot about resilience and, and also how to deal with the lot you've actually found yourself with. Yep. So I'm super keen to explore that as well. So perhaps you can share just a little bit about the article for the audience and, yep. and also then just give us a bit of an understanding of how that experience and, and helped you pivot to where you, where you got to within that sort of COVID context. Yep. Um, so the background is professional soccer or an attempt at playing soccer in the UK? More than attempt, we'll, we'll, well say. Yeah, like some before, before, we, before we go any further, who for? Uh, well, there are a few clubs. I trialled at Everton and Sheffield United in England as a, as a youngster. So, yeah, they were they were good times. Very um, nice. But didn't make it, ultimately. Um, and the, the article I wrote was more about how you take failure and, and turn it into success. And I come from a family of salespeople. Um, so my grandfather, my dad and both my brothers are also sales guys so coming back from the UK after that stint um, one you grew up pretty quickly landing on the other side of the world as a, as a young fella a line tuck so yeah. no, no mum and dad no Shit. so I finished school and then went over there when I was 18 yeah um, I tried earlier as well but yeah finished school and, and went over there and I think when I came back sort of what do I do now? There's no A-League to go to. There's no professional pathway here. Um, and the dream had been shattered. So you, you've got to pick yourself and pick yourself up and dust yourself off and figure out what's next. Yep. 
and so fell into a sales career. Um, ultimately, all the salespeople that I knew were driving flash cars and that appealed. Um, and then the, the resilience pathway there. You know a few of those or are you pointing at him? I'm uh, just thinking of all of Craig's flash cars that he's got sitting in his garage, that's all. Uh, not so many, my boy. Those days are gone. Those days are gone. Um, so I guess that was the original naive pathway. Boss have been lucky and won some big deals and, and had a great career today. Um, the, the, the piece that really drives me is, okay, if things don't go well, what are you going to do next that, that leads you on to, to the next step forward? Yeah, so, right. And, and that's, the, that's the background. And, the, and that resilience that you had to show as the sales director with the team yep. over that eight-month period, yep, sure, being able to pivot and get to a point where you're working from home really quickly, Yep. Was almost expected, wasn't it? Yeah. But then how, how do you use that? Because it must have been hard. I'm surely all your customers were at home as well. So how, how do you communicate? I mean, you've still got email, but yeah, I mean, prospecting must have been a bitch. It really was. Yeah. Um, and trying to do some more creative things. Yep. So we engaged a number of different ideas. Some of them flew and some of them didn't. Yeah. But the podcast was one that we worked with you guys on, which we're very grateful to the team. But, but that was purely delivered as a way to engage with an audience and engage with customers that we hadn't previously dealt with in some instances to try and use that as a vehicle for a, a differentiated conversation. And we went down the path of leaders learning from leaders. So it wasn't us selling, it wasn't us pitching the amazing things that Orange does or can do for you, yeah. but it was trying to build relationships. And ultimately our sales cycles are anywhere from six to 18 months long. Yeah. So building a strong foundation and an authentic relationship with someone is difficult when you can't go and have a coffee with them or scratch around on a whiteboard together trying to solve a problem. So the podcast for us was a way to reach a new audience, but also to to try and create an opportunity in market that said, okay, Mr. Prospective Customer, we've actually got some value for you as an individual leader, being able to tell your story, but also you get an authentic side because like you say, you know, Simon, who I do the podcast with lives up in the hills and he's got a crazy rooster at home and that rooster doesn't crow at first thing in the morning it crows at three o'clock in the afternoon when we're recording a pod <laughs> so you know that but that's the human experience of yeah. how we've all had to pivot and i think is the best outcome of covid is we've actually really realized we're not corporate warriors or we're not this veneer we're human beings that are dealing with some crap yeah. on a daily basis we're dealing with kids that are struggling with various levels of schooling yeah yeah, all of those things I think have changed how you engage with people and that's that's ultimately what we've tried to do. One of the things I found extraordinary, and sorry, JD, you haven't had a chance to chime in yet, and I need to put it yet, but one of the things that I found extraordinary with, with Tux was the way you've chosen your guests and the guests aren't just clients. The guests no. are people you know that are doyens from the industry. The yes. guests are prospective clients. Yep. But when you looked at scheduling the guests, the guests all had some kind of purpose on what they could deliver, didn't they? They yep. weren't just arbitrary saying, oh, great, come and tell us how good Orange are. No. It's about what's the opportunity for you and then how you look at how that guest could potentially provide an avenue maybe to other opportunities for Orange. Yeah, and, and I think there were two reasons for that. One is back to the point of our long sales cycles. We can't can't invest time in things that we don't think will have a big return at the end. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about tens of millions of dollars of contract value that we're ultimately trying to secure. So it, it's big stakes. Yep. So there's a strategic element to who we're targeting. But the other component is 
we want to be renowned or known as people who have got a point of view. Yeah. And you're only going to get a point of view if you've got interesting people to talk to. So we're very deliberate in terms of who we targeted. Yeah. Um, and that's why we've targeted people from Singapore and from um, Germany. Germany as well. Yeah. So so that it brings a global perspective. Yeah. But the other component, and being pretty frank about it, we're paying for this. We want it to be deemed as valuable to the listeners. But also we've got to prove to our internal marketing team and our stakeholders that are funding it yep. that this has got some value for building new clients and building pipeline ultimately. Yeah. And that, that's the, the core reason at the end of the day why we're doing it. Yeah, absolutely. And do you think that you were, you were saying how COVID has made you see beyond the veneer that, that a lot of sales that uh, you know you've previously had yeah. in your sales relationships. Do you think COVID has actually made you better salespeople? Um, results aren't there yet to say <laughs> yes or no because ultimately sales is measured by sales, not tails. Um, <laughs> but but uh, I think it's made us better as a team. Yeah. People have been more collaborative and more willing. Um, you know, there's that that misnomer about a lot of salespeople that they're line rangers and that they just go and, you know, ride off into the into the sunset and bring back a client. And and now game isn't like that. It's highly technical. Um, and there's a, a big sales team that supports the, the BDM or the, the, the sales lead at the front. Um, so I think it's made the team better and the team stronger and the team more aware of each other's need for help and how how that can be fostered so from a a leadership perspective it's been really interesting for me to see how other people have volunteered that i can pitch in here or i've got this document from this last bid this might be useful for you whereas when you're in the office everyone's sort of doing their thing and a good good environment orange has got a phenomenal culture but the salespeople are i've got my quota i've got to go out and hunt um or farm the existing account that they're in. But yeah, yeah I think I think from that perspective, that's been the fostering that's come about as opposed to impact on results. And you think that'll be you think that'll have long-term results? Like it's very hard to quantify, but yeah. does, does it feel like the sort of thing that you'll continue to do? Like is there a way of operationalizing that, that team feeling? Yeah, so maybe not so much operationalizing that, but operationalizing the individual management and how you work with your individual team members. So we um, yeah. in the first phase of lockdown when we could still get out as opposed to the four walls and the five k's um, we did a lot of walk and talks as as um you know me with direct reports or i did a walk and ride with one of the guys which was a bit entertaining and almost resulted in uh, an hr claim for me falling off my bike but um you know videoing and riding at the same time probably not my smartest move but but, but um, I think from those elements of how you manage people became really interesting because people were very open to, you know, I've got my baby, I go for a walk every day down to get a coffee instead of having a one-on-one while the child's screaming in the background needing my attention because I'm home. If we walk and they're in the pusher, um, we can have a coffee, we can achieve some some of the meeting outcome and back to the humanising the leadership experience. Yeah, right. I think some of those things has been really important um, and I, I'd like to see and I hope that those things are maintained. Cool. Do you think you can see yourself back in the office, Tux? Do you think it's it's going to be back to flat out like it used no. to be? No, no. I think, um, I think there'll be 
a couple of days. Certainly as a leadership team, we've missed that collective of us all getting together. So Simon and myself and the rest of the leadership team, our, yep. our CEO, Kev, um, that's been really hard. Um, I think there'll be, you know, two or three days a week. Yep. I think the, the, the thing I'm not getting my head around is the travel component yeah. where you go, okay, I'm on a plane to Sydney and I'm on a plane to Perth. That's the bit that I think people will be more reluctant to do. Yeah. One, because we've proven that the technology can work. Yeah. But it's a, it's a real, that's the one that I'm, I'm perplexed about in terms of how I'll go with, with, with that again. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. Have you got any, um, have you got any technology tips for people who desperately need them? (laughs) My mates that think you're asking me about technology uh, (laughs) solutions will be rolling in the aisles at this point. Um, So I'm probably more on your side of the equation. (laughs) Um, But I, I think the, the piece is making it work for you and not be driven by it. Yeah. And I can't say we've not had moments, but, you know, the, the thing with these technologies, these, these web interface technologies, they're brilliant, but you find you're on calls from 8 to 8. Yeah. And so yeah. That, that component from working from home, I think there's a discipline element that you need to find a balance with because otherwise you're just doing calls the whole time because it's there and it's easy. And, yeah. and certainly in a global organization like ours you know singapore will say well let's book a conference call for 7 p.m which is only four or five their time depending on time of the year it's fine for them but it means you're not finishing till eight you know it it, there's a a risk with it just as much as a reward reward Mm -hmm. yeah yeah interesting very interesting but no johnny sorry i can't help you on any uh, i just i just have this i just had this this uh this vision of um uh, tech companies sitting down and having exactly the same issues that everyone else had. Yep. Yeah, still. <laughs> Absolutely still. No, no, you're on mute. You're going to be on mute. What? I can't hear you. I can't hear you. For eight months. <laughs> you haven't figured out that there's a mute button. You're yeah. all, all guilty of it. We still, we've been doing this, we, we're 33 episodes in, Craig and I, and we still don't know where the other ones. Well, we do. You're that way because I'm pointing off camera, but when it actually gets recorded, I'm pointing to you, JD, my boy. So, yeah, very is it the wonders of editing? Is it's the wonders of editing or is it that we've actually figured out that we're on the opposite side when we're looking at the camera talking to each other? So uh, I just marvel that we're, it's almost like we're in the same room. Yeah. It, is, it is incredible. It really is incredible. Yeah, fantastic. So, Tucks, the way we generally wrap up, we look for like a a parting thought, something that you can kind of share with the audience that sort of talks to a little about what what you see the next, you know, year looking like as we head very rapidly towards 2021, but also a thought on, you know, what what, what, what could you leave us with? What would, what would be that parting thought from you? Um, so I think the thing for 2021, I'm really hopeful that the humanistic experience of 2020 flows through yeah i think that will be really powerful for businesses to do things more quickly and in a more agile fashion and and in a way that cuts out a lot of the rubbish that goes with corporate selling you know there's let's just cut to it and if if we are the right provider or we're not the right provider let's just get on with it and i think there's an element of authenticity there that i hope that's my real hope for 2021, that yeah. in a corporate sales environment, that authenticity play maintains as it has, and we've seen it this year, that people are people and 
we're not saving lives in terms of a lot of what we do. Um, actually, just a quick sideways story. Um, so years ago, I lost a big deal. I'll probably talk more about losses today than wins, but a really good mate of mine um, is an accident and emergency doctor. And she's one of those family friends that my wife was cooking dinner and she was sitting at the, the kitchen bench talking to her while I was, and I walked in and she saw the look on my face and she said, what the F's up with you, you know? You look really miserable. I said, well, you know that deal. We lost it today. And she said, oh, that's okay. I lost three people on my shift today. And you go, perspective. So yeah. long-winded answer, but I think perspective and, and the humanistic element continuing is what I hope for 2021. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well said. Yeah. Well said. Great. JD, guess what? That's another what? of the bones of advertising. <laughs> 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 Brilliant. Thanks, guys. Beautiful. Thanks Thank for you. Uh, thanks for joining us, Tux. Fantastic.